From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Here we go, hour number three, Big and Wild Outdoors. G5 Feeding Outdoors is where we are. We're broadcasting live. That's right. We've been here since the crack of dawn. Watched a beautiful sunrise and a beautiful day. And, and I will say for or at least myself and probably Carlos, it was a beautiful short ride today. Isn't that yes, nice? It, yes, it was. I like that. <laughs> it was a I nice like ride it better than taking that ride out to the studio. Yeah, well, you know, you got to cross a bridge sometime, right, Bill George? Yes, every and, once in a while. Uh, we're sitting here watching the uh, the great and wonderful employees of G5 Feeding Outdoors, wheeling all kinds of merchandise out here under the tent sale. It's like ants. Uh, we got, uh, Scurrying all we got four big giant gun safes out here now, and uh, we got a lot of the uh, tree stands out here. It looks like they got a pile of tree stands they're getting out of. Feeders have that's made their a, way out here. That's a nice tripod stand there, oh, Brandon. Yeah, that's a beautiful one. That's that uh, Millennium 10-foot uh, ultralight all aluminum. That how, thing is so light. How, how yeah, much got, is that? Uh, three fifty six. Wow. Three fifty six ninety seven. I think is what they got it listed. Well, at. I watched Father's him. Day's coming up. He yeah. turned around, had it on his shoulders. He walked over there, put it down, pulled out the legs, and that was it. Ready to go. And and those legs are adjustable, so you can bring it down lower and carry it and do that stuff. Steps are already on it. Once you get there, plop plop plop. Sit up, climb up, do your thing. 360 degrees, you can spin around on that thing all day, looking around all around you. Feeders are on sale today. We got the uh, the 440-pound KD feeder out here with a digital timer. It's ready to go for $294.97. 350, 350-pound Texas edition for uh, $211. And uh, a lot of American hunters, even all the way down to the little small 50-pound capacity, you know, the little hangers that you can take out there and put all over the place. They're all being brought out here underneath the tent. All kinds of stuff going to go on out here today. we got the Turkey Seminar, Turkey Spring uh, get-together happening today. Chris Seaton just texted me, said he's on his way out here. Yeah, I told him to bring some blinds. donuts, but I, I told him I was just kidding. Tell him to bring some blinds. Tell him to bring some blinds. I think he is bringing some out here. He's bringing some of the Primos blinds out here with him. Nice. And uh, so we're going to have oh. those out here for sale today. And uh, I know we got the decoys and everything else all set up inside. So, I mean, it's your one-stop shop. It's easy to get to. Lots of parking. Got food in the parking lot now. They pulled in here. They're going to set up uh, so you can get some uh, some food out here. Got coupons, and we're giving away a free gun. That's right. Taurus Judge. A free gun's going to be given away today to some lucky winner. And all you got to do is enter. You don't have to buy anything. You can come on out here, hang out, learn some stuff. Meet Bill George. <laughs> Meet Bill George. <laughs> Uh, meet William Sullivan. He, he beat everybody here today. GMP Gator Gear over here. You know yep. what? And I hate to bring it up on the radio with uh, millions of listeners, but the inventory in here for the GMB Gator Gear is um, getting dangerous. You know what? Low. When I we have... went inside, we I noticed that right away that it's pretty slim pickings well, in there, man. It's getting low in there. Well, gator season's over, right? That's now. okay. No, Get cracking. But no. it'll it'll start up real soon. Please. I had I had a guy who was in here last night sent me a picture back. Reminded me that the inventory was low. He's a nuisance trapper. They they work year-round. That's right. And uh, so I made sure I got up extra early, printed out some labels to put some of the uh, 14-knot hooks in here. And 
I do believe there's a couple other things I have that I can put out there. So well, have, you, have you, have you uh, thought over the uh, the bang stick idea I gave you? I wanted one in a 50 BMG. If you wa- if you really want a 50 BMG bank stick, I can get it for you. You know what? I don't want it for alligator hunting. I really want to make Peter mad. I want to turn it into a spear, and that way you go hog hunting with it. So you just throw it when it hits it. Listen, boom! Listen. It's a done deal. All I know is there's this thing called equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. And that recoil is going to be chucking that spear, it's spear back right at back you. at you. Yeah. yeah you, you, could, you could you could test it out <laughs> yeah. and let us know. Yeah. You got you understand that. Oh, right? yes, yes, yes. That's yes. trying to be like Tim Wells over here. <laughs> That's right. You better just stick to the blowgun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right? caliber blowgun. <laughs> exhale, exhale. Well, I know oh, we yeah. just mentioned that uh, about gator season and of course that opportunity is just around the corner coming That's up right. for the application processing and also, as well, if you go to myfwc.com, all the special opportunities for different quota hunts are going to be uh, up and going. I mean, May is a really a big – April and May is really big uh, for the state of Florida for all those special opportunity hunts and application processes. And uh, how do you – what's the tag what's – your, what's your take on it this year for the Gator permits? Do you think there will be as many as last year? Uh, especially with the second round that was uh, issued out, do you think they'll increase it to say eight or nine thousand permits? Well, they are talking about keeping the increased numbers um, that they have. I know there are some people who are concerned that that isn't sustainable over a long period of time, but there is five thousand gators a year is not sustainable. Actually, it's more than no. That. It, well, how it, many? How many were taken last year with the extra tags they sold? I, I don't know how many were actually harvested. I haven't. If you don't know, nobody knows. Up. Correct. Well, they do. <laughs> well, but but the thing is, they are looking at keeping the the number of tags up. There is a desire to reduce the the alligators in the state of Florida, especially the larger ones. Mm-hmm. You know, we we every year have a few uh, alligator incidents, and um, you well, know, last night, yesterday afternoon. Um, I'm st- I still I wish they would allow opportunity to take care of the only alligators that you have in your own backyard. They're not your alligator. Well, they're not because they belong to the state of Florida, but they sure are in my in in my thoughts. And when I see them out there, ten, eleven foot, because what's amazing is every year we get a tag and we go for Hillsborough County, but them big ones seem to be gone. I don't know where they come from, but this year. Already, there's one that's at minimum 12 foot on the water. Yep. And the 11 footer that's always been on the eat, on the north side is swimming around, and they're splashing already ground, and they're getting ready. We we've got an 11 or 12 footer uh, right next to a brand new neighborhood there in Mulberry. Yeah. And I I know somebody's going to have interaction where? with him. One of Which these days. Which, uh, well, what? I'll show you. I'll show you. Okay. Yeah, we're talking about taking the wife. We'll, and, we'll, and, yeah. no, we'll drop no. a pin. We'll drop a pin right there. He'll one, be more than happy to take that one out of there. And, and I'll, I'll tell you this. One of the things they, you know, I've been pushing for a number of years, and there's some serious look at doing it, is to not exempt us from being within city limits. In other words, they used to exclude us. They're going to look to take that exclusion away from us. And so if we have that lake that is within city limits, but we have legal means of being on it, we can turn around and look to harvest some of those alligators that have been in this guy's a off limits. No, that, that's, that's the way it should be because those are the ones that are, in my opinion, for a lot of people, those are the most concerning because those people that are out there 
frolicking around in some city park or around a waterway there. Yeah, you don't want them to wait to become a nuisance. Exactly. You want to take them out before it becomes a problem. Those are the ones that seem to always, you know, snatch a little fluffy off the end of a leash or some little kid that's on the side of a bank that – and the, the last thing their parents are thinking of is, is alligators here within the and city with, limits and all that other and stuff. And with the FWC already running out of money for the, that siphoning and everything, we yeah. might as, they need to open it up. Well, let's go to the phones. Good morning, Richard. How are you today? Richard? Speak to us. I guess hello. Richard's not. Hello, Richard. There we are. Hello, well, Richard. Don't listen to the radio. Oh, I'm trying. I only listened to. Five, I guess I was on hold for 35 minutes last time, but you know. Well, I listened to you, and I I heard about dart, the blowguns. Um, I got a brother-in-law that has one that is accurate to about 150 feet, and with with darts. And we like we enjoy. He goes out hunting with that thing, gets squirrels, rabbits. He thinks it's fun. But what do you do about poachers? Or what can you do against poachers? Report them. Huh? Report them. You can't really do anything unless you call the FWC. Yeah, call them up. Yeah. Last thing you need to do is go and confront some fool out there with a gun. If if you have somebody who's constantly coming in the same place, if you can get some cameras or something that will help make sure that they have a good license plate number, good photograph of the person, that aids them. I don't know if you read my FWC weekly, dot, you know, reports that they put out. There's a lot of people that they they get the information from, even if they can't get there while it's happening. They go visit them. They investigate, and and they get a lot of them. Oh, one yeah, of the ones. Sorry, sorry. One one of the ones in this last week meeting was the guy took a picture with this great big snapper and. It was after the hurricane, and in the background there was all the pictures of the snapped-off pine trees, and so they nabbed him because he took a picture, and they knew it was after the hurricane when the season was closed. So, well, that, that would suck for him, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know. But now, this, you know, there's I got my 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 brother-in-law is going to send me down four cameras that you know he has the high-tech ones, the little. Have little solar batteries on them. He has, they have internet. You can, you know, he gets alerts on them. He gets everything. He goes. We're going to take it up to the one friend's property because they know that there's somebody coming in with a bow and arrow going after the turkeys. Yeah. Well, you just got to be diligent and do the best you can with it. Set up those cameras, Richard, and good luck. Uh, sorry, to put you on hold for so long, but all righty, guys, we got to take a quick break. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Traffic is starting to flow into the parking lot. It's getting a little busier. And, uh, man, I can't believe we're already into the third hour, and it's two-thirds, well, a quarter of the way over. Yeah. Braden, you, uh, you're you looking like you're in shock or something. Something over there? No, I'm looking at all the stuff they keep bringing out here, and I'm wondering what the apartments are. He's, they got, he, he's they just all that BOGO stuff over there, man, on the on that cover scent spray and all that stuff like that. It's buy one, get one. He's just glad that by the time he's on, he doesn't have to pull nothing out. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's what he's looking that's at. One, that's one way to look at it. But yeah. I don't know why you're even thinking that. I don't have to be here till 12. Oh, well, you wow. got a couple hours to shop. That's right. Wow. That's what I'm saying. I want to look over there and see what they got coming out. Special deal. There's a lot of stuff coming out there. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff uh, going on out here. Don't forget the uh, the uh, turkey seminar is going to be starting up at around uh, 10 o'clock. Actually, I think the guys are all going to start getting in here and milling around. I mean, William's been here since the crack of dawn. So, uh, you know, like I said before, uh, Rick Felita is going to be here. Uh, Kevin Vaughn's going to be here. Chris and Matt uh, Graham are going to be here. Uh, Philip Culpepper is supposed to be showing up here, uh, going to be hanging out for a while. So it'll be a good time had by all. If you're a turkey hunter and didn't make it out for today, uh, this would be a good time to get some pointers and all that kind of good stuff for uh, next time you get out. Maybe get a chance on Tuesday or Wednesday or one of those days. Well, if you don't have public or private land to hunt, turkey season is almost like a two hunts. First, you have to hunt a quota permit <laughs> to find a place to go, and then and then you got to find your turkey once you get one. I uh, I cured that a long time ago with Avon Park Bombing Range. Yeah, they, don't well, tell the secret, man. I tell you what, they got turkeys. They, do have, they do have turkeys. I have never seen so many turkeys that just sit there and look at you, you know. Yeah, but those are the ones in the front by the check station. You yeah. can't shoot yeah, well, those. They're off limits. You can't shoot those. But well, I, I can tell you where there's going to be base. a lot of turkeys. Uh, turkey population explosion is apparently is going to be up around uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, because this past week uh, somebody had come across, like they say, upwards of 70 uh coyote carcasses oh yeah you told I know me bill george that brought that to my attention last night and i said how do you as many times as i've been in the woods find that many coyotes in one spot or whatever the case is but bill what's the what's the story on that well uh they they believe they know who the who the person was that dumped it and they even said so much as they believe the coyotes were actually killed within three counties i mean how how they know all that that quick, but um, was the guy putting them in his freezer, and then he just figured he'd dump them all. Seventy coyotes. That's a lot of coyotes, man. I know Toby's happy. Well, Toby. uh, you know, I don't know if they had like a, a, a organized hunt where people turned them in, and then at the end they just they dumped all the coyotes. I don't, I don't know much. Didn't have about a place it, to dump all the carcasses. Everything but, was legal apparently, except for the the, the dumping. dumping, the dumping of the coyote. Yeah, yeah the disposal yeah. of it, and. Uh, but that's up in the same area where, you know, last week where the elder lady was killed by a canine, but they don't know whether it was domestic canine or wild canine. The, the DNA is being studied. Uh, so you're thinking, well, was this in retaliation of something like that? But if, if take that many uh, coyotes. Well, and, I, well, I, now, may, maybe a gator farm or a I, pig farm. Maybe. Doesn't South Carolina offer yeah. a bounty on them now? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but he I, should have drucked them up there. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> Cut the tails off. Well, I know you got a lot of states that were that would do the uh, the uh, coyote competitions, uh, like Bill George alluded to, where you know you get prizes for the biggest coyote or whatever it is. I don't know how they do them for for those things, but. You know, the animal rights people are trying to shut those down well, as well. I think New Mexico so. just banned the competitions, didn't Isn't they? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, a place that actually could use the help, yep. especially on their uh, domestic population of uh, All right, so livestock. Don't, and don't do the competition and just go out and, and exercise your right to, you know, hunt well, I, and remove them. Out the west, Midwest, that's where they're natively. That's where you found them. But, of course, over time they've migrated 
East, and here they are. And they're oh, here Florida, Florida, they're in all 67 counties in Florida. That's sure. been confirmed. Yeah, and so. wait till they find out how easy it is to take down a key deer. Yep. Then all of a sudden they want to know why there are no more key deer. Or, or raid the turtles' nests on oh, the beaches sure. yeah. and all that. Yep. Yeah, yep. which there are already on the beaches. Yep. Only teach them to eat the iguanas. Yeah, what a, well, maybe they will. They might. <laughs> hey, or the tegus. Or, uh, or the boas. Yeah. Well, they'll get eaten first. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know if they could catch up with those things. Uh, I've seen a couple of videos where the uh, boas seem to be able to hold did their you, own against a did, dog. Did I send it to you guys, the one that was in a tree eating apples? Yeah, that's a cool pic. Did you see that? Or a video, I should say. The yeah. video of a... Of a a wild coyote up in an apple tree eating apples. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, you know. Apple a day keep the hunter away. Were they coated in bacon grease? or? <laughs> uh, hey, they eat watermelons. Sure. They eat all sorts of oh, stuff I, like that. I used to hear that. Kerry Lightsey, it was the bane of his existence. And because the coyote, what they'll do is they'll, scra- they'll scratch on it till they get to the meat. And if it's not ripe, they'll move to the next one, and they'll do, they'll destroy hundreds of watermelons in a night. Yeah, the cattle you know, ranch the cattle ranch I used to hunt is near uh, Lightsey, and um, they they planted watermelons, and they were having that that issue as well. And well, I guess I was just, happy to help them. They're just <laughs> sure. adapting to the, uh, the their surroundings, and if the food supply is a little thin, then I guess they go to the vegetables, meat yeah. preference. Well, but that that might be dessert, you know. So. <laughs> It might be dessert. Get a couple they, of calves and run over and get it? some watermelon. Maybe they've been just converted to vegan. Is There's, that what it is? Well, then that'd be all right. Well, that'd be okay. Then they wouldn't eat our turkeys yeah. or our deer. So Yeah. I don't know. When they start hitting the citrus and the strawberries and the blueberries. and uh, Maybe they're just trying to hit all five food groups. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> the pyramid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go with the pyramid. <laughs> Next, they'll be eating corn. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of uh, all that kind of good stuff, coyotes, if you get a chance to, don't forget, turkey loads work really good on coyotes as well. So if you happen to be out there and uh, get to do what Hunter uh, Williams' son got to do, think of it as a rescue. That yeah. coyote was parked out underneath that tree waiting for that gobbler to pitch out but of there. Waiting for him to fly down. Waiting but for him to fly keep, down. He took him out of there. Keep this in mind. If you're on a WMA, Wilhelm, can you shoot a coyote legally during turkey season? I don't think so. No. No. Not turkeys on, not only. Not on public land. Yeah, it's turkeys only. So. I think that's the next thing we need to work on because a few pellets in the face would do them some well, good you to know, save some fawns and quail. And, pe- people have talked know, about, turkeys. hey, let us shoot that pig if a pig comes up or something like that. But sure. what, what the agency's thing was is they don't want somebody else coming in there while you're spring turkey hunting that's just hog hunting and running all over you. So, you know. Which is, makes well, good sense. Well, yeah. if, if you don't have a turkey vest and on and you're not – you don't have turkey I, not loads. Not everybody who hunts you know. turkeys wears a turkey vest. No, but the loads and have some calls. You know. Well, wouldn't you have to be if you're if you're hog hunting? Wouldn't you have to be wearing orange? On no, the, on public yard. No, not for if you're hunting hogs. If you're hunting deer, yes, that's right. That's hogs, right. no. Sorry. What about turkeys? That's why I do a lot of hog hunting when I'm on public. What land. about turkeys? <laughs> <laughs> no, no orange. Yeah, definitely no orange with turkeys. No, turkeys man. can see your orange. Well, I know that they used to encourage you to uh, put, uh, you see some of those turkey vests where you have the orange flap where you can hang it out and then tuck it back in once you're once you're leaving out or take it out when you're carrying a bird. I ain't yeah, I have one that. Uh, of any kind of a target. Yeah, I have an oh, HS one and you roll out the bottom and you can sure. cover yourself and my, my uh and my, your bird. my knapsack also has one on the bottom where I can cover. Well, so. I think in Pennsylvania you have to. Uh, 
have to tie a orange. Well, they, they got rid of that. Did they really? They, they, okay. they, if you're in fall turkey, if you're in fall turkey, when they're also a small game hunting, you need to tie the orange above the tree. But, but the not spring, in spring anymore. Spring okay. gobbler, they got rid of that. That's good. So, Seriously. Oh, yeah. yeah, where you were but, sitting? But keep in mind, Pennsylvania, the number one you know, hunter-related accident was during spring gobbler season getting sure. shot. Um, it, it, more than deer. You talk about how many deer people are up there hunting. You're shooting rifles, everything else. More people get shot and hurt during turkey season. hunting. And you've got to make sure it's a gobbler. That doesn't apply to Florida. I mean, Florida's, well, turkey hunting in general is one of the safest shooting sports you can be in. And uh, it's it's been proven. And yeah, but you know what? Even in Florida, they would uh, for the longest time they would encourage you not to use a gobble call. They would tell oh, you no. don't yeah. use a gobble not on public call. land. No, uh, no, because some guy will sneak up on you, <laughs> see something moving in the bushes. Next thing you know, uh, you know, you can be dead on the forest floor. Got to watch out for this guy too. Bang yeah. bang! Oh, so. Mark's here. Mark, yep. But Mark Stepbach. Oh, you know why? Because he's with Taurus. He's going to be the he's one a, doing he's the pistola the proactive, thing. Yeah, he's yeah. the proactive man. He's supplying the Taurus today. Yeah, for Taurus away. pistola giving away today. Oh. So uh, if you want to come by, make sure you uh, bring the family. Come in and uh, check out G5 Feeding Outdoors today. Tent sale going on out in the parking lot. Big turkey, spring turkey uh, seminars, all that stuff going on inside. Uh, you can come on out and visit, get some great deals. If you're a fisherman, we haven't left you out either. I know that a lot of guys are out there fishing these days, uh, hitting stuff, uh, flipping, jigging, hitting, getting ready for bed and all that stuff. And, of course, crappie season still going on. A lot of stuff in here for crappies if you need it. Don't have any live bait, so, you know, you got to find some minnows over at Glenn's house because he's got that big old tank full of You still got those over there? You feeding those things? Mm, feeding what? Those minnows. <laughs> no, they're gone. Oh, they're gone already? Well, he'll get a new batch soon. But uh, come on out and see us today. It's going to be a good time had by all. We are uh, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford going to take a fast break, so stay with us. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. And welcome back. Big and Wild Outdoors. Man, it's getting super busy. Stories are already being shared. It's a morning hunt that's going good for some not so good for others but uh it's just it's good to hear stories man it's good well you know rick felita it's taking place when i'm sitting in the chair thinking man <laughs> well rick uh rick felita of course with cypress creek turkey calls he made it in today and um said that uh you got a call this morning from a buddy of yours down uh down south we won't give it exactly where he is but uh, he already ran into some difficulties on the first day, opening day of turkey season. Yeah, opening day of turkey season. He had a bird gobbling on his little 150 acres, and birds took off running when they hit the ground. And 20 minutes later, somebody crossed his barbed wire fence right on top of him until he let him get about 30 yards and said, hey, and he said he thinks that guy's still running. Yeah, really. Now, you know, it's funny because Richard, we had a guy call in earlier, says, what do you do about, about poachers and trespassers like that? And Basically, what your friend did is about all you can do these days unless you get photographic evidence and get a picture of uh, who they are or maybe perhaps what vehicle they were in or anything like that. But it seems like during turkey season, it seems to be a little more prevalent, especially on private land. You know, somebody's been driving around for a while. They, they go, man, I always see these turkeys over there. Man, I always see these turkeys in that field over there. And, you know, I don't know who owns it, but, you know, they probably wouldn't mind if I snuck around there and killed one. Exactly. 
And I think it's a little easier to tow the turkey out than a deer. So well, exactly. True. And uh, but the problem is, is that in the state of Florida, opening day, chances are, if you know where turkeys are, there's a turkey hunting already somebody there. Going to be there. Yep. There's yeah, already yep. going to be somebody there. So uh, for this person who uh, decided to cross over a fence, which is a big no-no in the first place with a firearm. Yep. Exactly. Obviously, yep. it wasn't somebody who was thinking that the law was a big deal, that's which one is of, sad. That's right. one of the one percenters. Well, you know, you would hope so. You hope it's only one percent. But I think when it comes to turkeys, I think that people take the risk sometimes or even maybe shoot across a field and and then go get it later or something like that. Right. That's the sad part. Now, you've come out here today. Did you bring some calls with you? I did. I did. I got some box no calls way. and scratch boxes. Did, did you bring yeah. some of the, uh, oh, the championship calls that you uh, – The championship calls were, were gone. I, I, I tried to even buy my own calls back. They got well, bid on. So. And what I'm talking about is he won some awards at Grand Nationals this year at oh, congrats, NWTF National man. Convention. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those design – those. Uh, uh, one of my box calls came in first. The uh, uh, decorative inlay division came in first place. Beautiful. Tell call. me it wasn't made out of a turtle shell. No, sir. Okay, good. Oh. I'm getting tired of seeing those. It's kind of hard to inlay a turtle. Yeah. Well, they well. just put a slater, you know. It's well, I'm glad hard. he bought some of those scratch boxes because we mentioned on the air that he had you, them. And bring people I do. Are looking I have quite a few of them. Oh, well, really? Good, there you good. Go. Come on down and get one. Will you autograph them for all these people if they uh, buy uh, one today? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Now, They're already autographed. Oh, are they? They're all oh, signed. that's right. All signed and dated. Yeah, signed they come with a guarantee that they will get a <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that with any turkey call? Well, Seriously. Uh, if they come with a guarantee, then I'm going to buy every one he's got. Exactly. Sold. <laughs> that's the way to <laughs> do it. If that's all it takes, I'll give you the guarantee. Yeah, I'm going to need the Cuban redneck edition right there. <laughs> what would that even consist of? I don't know, I man. want you to describe what that call would actually be. I think it's going to be out of, made, out like of a, a, made out of a banana tree. A two-liter <laughs> two bottle and a blade of grass. <laughs> Maybe you could use a coconut shell. No, no, no. I got, no, I got a beautiful tree. piece of mango at the house. I'll make you one out of mango. Uh, that you work? know what? You could use what, a mango what, seed and do, make it out of that. Do the prototype, and then we'll, yeah. we'll Mango's we'll a little soft, though, isn't it? <laughs> Somebody gave it to me and said, play around with it. I have no idea. Well, the mango be for your soft call, then. There you go. Soft calling. That's true. That's true. So you brought scratch calls are you gonna go out here and just uh i know bill had a little get together here yesterday saying everybody's got to be kind of patient because you got to get used to the fact that you're probably had a little box call Mm -hmm. that uh, brenda valentine gave to his wife and he said you're going to be hearing this all day in the storm (laughs) so it's not annoying at first but after four hours of it, it may get a little well, annoying. You ever been to the NWTF? Yeah. Oh, in, I know. Uh, Nashville. Yeah, if, if you don't you like don't the sound like, of turkey, you calls, don't like the sound. You don't want to be there. You almost you just go deaf to it after yeah, about an hour. I, I take plugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it gets at, a little crazy. At, at least the goose callers didn't, didn't oh, chime in this it year. Wasn't too bad this year. Yeah, they, they were told to tone it down. Yeah, they were. Um, and downstairs, it gets a little crazy too. Well, it'll you hopefully know? get a little crazy here to do uh, today here at uh, G Five Feed Outdoors. Uh, Rick's here. Kevin Vaughn's going to be showing up. And uh, Chris and Matthew are two guys that could uh, uh, work one of those calls with uh, precision, that's for sure. So if you want any pointers, uh, there's plenty of people. William Sullivan's here as well. And uh, rumor is is that uh, Philip Culpepper's going to be straddling on in here pretty soon. Uh, I know he's going to be hunting down south Is, is he uh, going to do a demonstration in the parking lot on what he, how he you know, got that turkey within two I don't yards? Know you, I don't know if you can do that. That'd be uh, funny. You can do it up until you fire the actual firearm, I guess, would be okay. And, we'll uh, give him a cap gun. We'll give him a cap <laughs> gun. Put a blank Simulate. Yeah. They don't have TSS blanks? Uh, I guess <laughs> we could always take a 410 shotgun shell, just cut the, you know, the pellets out of it. 
shoot the wad, sure, why not? But uh, we're going to be giving away a pistol a little bit later on this afternoon. You have to be present to win. I think the drawing is going to be around 2 o'clock, so if you get here at 1.30 or 1.45, put your name in the hat. Maybe it will uh, give you a good chance to, to win the darn thing. So it's a nice little Taurus Judge, 45 long Colt uh, 410 uh, uh, shotgun shell, which will be uh, good for everybody. You going to put your name in the hat there? Absolutely. Are you? Sure. Sure. Sorry. That's why I drove all Don't the way down. Don't even bother. I got it. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I got it already, man. Well, well now you got also you got Chris Eaton also here, so you know he's going to put his name in there. I'm going to put my name in. I have one, but my son can use one. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, winning it for well. my kids. I I, I to do that. Now, uh, you're known for all your calls, but which one is their favorite one to make? Um, probably the scratch boxes. You like oh, those? I, I would say I like them. I, they're, they're a seldomly used call, and they're not commercially made, so there's not a lot of hunters. Unless you buy them from a custom call maker, you're not getting one. Yeah, well, the thing is is that you say they're, they're seldom used, and I think it's because it's one of those ones that's not on the shelf at, Correct. at a big box store or whatever, and they go, what the heck is that thing? I've never seen one of those before in my life. I wouldn't even know how to use it. Well, and the, they're really simple to use. If you can use a are. pot call. If you, can, if you can turn a screwdriver, you can run a scratch box. Yeah, it's pretty darn easy. Which is how I show people how to do it. Really? Yep, just like turning a screwdriver. Show me how you – what do you mean when you say that? That's it. That's it. That's just a roll of the wrist like you're turning a screwdriver. Yeah, and it's so hard to use. Yeah. One-handed. Don't, let's not tell everybody about it. <laughs> well, and, and the reason you don't see them, they're, they're not easily mass-produced. No, you can't mass-produce. So that's what I mean. That's you don't, you not don't. a lot of people make them. You're yeah, like you one of the only guys I know that makes them. You know, a CNC machine can make a box call and then somebody finish hand-tune it, but they just can't do it with a scratch box. It just doesn't work that no, way. It doesn't. Yeah, and I, I think that, uh, like I said, you know, if it's not in every box store across America and it's lined up there with everybody else's you know, they, they, they see that thing and say, I've never seen one of those before in my life. I wouldn't know how to use a darn thing. But that's why we have one events like today sure. so that a call maker who is, makes it from a block of wood to what it is today can show you exactly how to use the darn Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. And it, as we talked about in the first hour, just about every turkey hunter and every turkey guide doesn't go out there with just one call to, to do it all. There's just not a call that can do it all. So it's not one of those things where maybe you need to add it to your little turkey repertoire. You sure. know, uh, that's get, n- that's not to say that you can't go out with one call and and, and be successful. Be successful, yeah, absolutely. that's true. Yeah. Oh, you absolutely can. I mean, but, but Bill George had a point, and that's the truth. Not every turkey speaks the same language. That's true. Or attracted to it. You pointed out the fact that you know decoys. Some man, some gobblers that are the you know the the big hulky bully of the block, yep. they'll come running in there like they own the whole a whole planet. Whereas you got a Jake who's had his butt beat for the last three years. He's got a beard, nice looking guy, even a good two year old. Yeah. But you know what? He's he sees that big old puffed up decoy over there and goes, man, I ain't going over there. I, that's a butt whooping if I go over there. I'm <laughs> I'm not going near it. So uh, having a scratch a scratch type call is a great thing to add to it. It's now, a different sound. It is. It is. Not, yep. not to mention, if you have every other call possible, come on and pick up a scratch call. Yeah. You know, add something. Add something new to your, uh, you know, arsenal. And learn how to use it while you're here. Absolutely. Because if you take it home and mess it up and go, uh, you know, then you don't have any confidence in it, and it just sits on a shelf and you never well, use it. Scratch calls. How many? turkeys in florida been killed with an old tom gaskins yeah uh, uncountable <laughs> how, how many turkeys how many 
other animals have been called in with an old Tom, Tom Gaskins. Gaskins. What you an amazing little fits call. In your, fits in your shirt pocket. and I've got one from 1963. I have one that is so old that the soundboard has a about a quarter of an inch dip in it yep. That's yep. because it was worn out so bad. Mine's wow. in my turkey vest. It never leaves. I, I don't take it out because that way it's in that pocket. And you know where it is. And I think I bought that one uh, back in – I think 1978, somewhere around there. Bill Jackson. I think I think one of the reasons that was so successful, you can't get a lot of volume. You can get no. some volume if you try, but you can't get a lot of volume. So you can't call too loudly on a that on, kind of scratch on, on a on a on a gas gas call yeah. for sure. Yeah, but it's a solid one piece of cedar. Yeah, but you, know, you can get on actually that. mine's Baywood. Yours is okay. Is oh, it really one yeah. of the old? That's even ones. more yeah, unique. Real, that's even more yeah. unique. But I always said it's funny because you can get like. Depending on where you are on that line, you can get some high pitch calls that carry pretty far if you stay right out oh, on the corner. Pitch, yeah, but yeah, volume but is different. Volume. Yeah, I mean, but you know what? I always cheat. Take the cork out of the end, kind of point it in the direction you want the sound to go into. Hey, nothing wrong with having a directional call. <laughs> exactly. Try to just point it and get it in the right spot. But uh, you'd have to, you really have to bark on that thing pretty hard to to get it to produce and go really, really far. You're right. It's a very low tone voice. And uh, maybe that's one of the reasons so many people killed yeah. turkeys with them. Something oh, yeah. different. Something and I don't different. even know where you can get the darn things anymore. Online, I would imagine. Yeah, they make, they sell them. Yeah. Tom Jr. Do they really? Tom Jr. makes them. Yeah. I guess it's probably like an eBay type of thing um, or something. I don't even know. I think he's got a website, doesn't he, or not? He does. I think Midwest Turkey Call Supply sells them. Sells them. They still sell them. Wow. Well, it's nice to know that they can still get them, man. But uh, for somebody like you and your calls, uh, you know, uh, is there any retail outlets or anything like that where you can get them, or will uh, you strictly go to your website? Strictly right now, it's strictly on my Facebook page. Yeah. Um, or you know, if you come out here today. I give you my card. You got my phone number on it, and um, no retail outlets right now. Just just through doing it without a retail outlet, it, I keep as busy as I want to be right now. Yeah. Well, a, you know, we're this gonna, time of year, it's pretty steady. Yeah. It is. I would like to, uh, you know, and I've talked to Bill about this before with G Five. Uh, even though you don't want to mass produce, whatever. We should have some of your stuff in here in a case somewhere. Be more than I happy mean, to do that. It'd be mean, an honor. Hey, maybe he can make a big and wild one. Why would I want a big and wild one? No, just for giveaways or something, man. You can. What's the matter nah, with you? No, I want hey, you don't give away does artwork. Your, yeah, does you your turkey vest still fit anyway? Yes, it does. Oh, yeah, right, Actually, man. it's a little bit bigger for me. <laughs> you just you got one of them adjustable ones. All my got. turkey clothes, I always bought 3X because you sit cross-legged, <laughs> and that way you have plenty of room to move around to keep some mosquitoes off your knees. Smart oh, thinking. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We are broadcasting live, G5 Feeding Outdoors, brought to you by them and Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors, broadcast live out of G5 Feeding Outdoors. If you want to know where we are, we are out here at 4960 U.S. Highway 92, west of Plant City, between uh, Turkey Creek and North Forbes Road. It's easy to get to. Uh, Some people like to call it the Dinosaur World Exit. Uh, you can take it and come over here. Uh, a lot of stuff going on today. Got the tent sale going on. We got the uh, spring turkey uh, seminars and stuff going on. And uh, the show is dramatically taking a weird turn. We have nobody here except me. We got William Sullivan, Chris Seaton with Rugged Cross Blinds. We got the Cuban redneck himself, Carlos, who stuck it out. Yeah, and, man. Uh, 
We got some turkey call maker guy who decided to show up, too, so I don't know. It's just going to be crazy stuff out here today. And, uh, Chris, I got to ask you, I saw you bringing in a big old pile of stuff. What did you bring today? Uh, we got the new uh, stakeouts, the uh, Surround View stakeouts by Double Bull, and then we have the new turkey decoys. So you brought those in here to yep. we're going to sell out here today? Yep, had to get them rushed to my house uh, last night. So, so we're we like the them. only ones in the entire like state of Florida who have these. You are the only ones in this area. In, yes, in this area. <laughs> at least by wow. 50, 50, 60 miles. And uh, wow. we've got very limited re- um, resources available. I know um, and the bigger stores are already um, – Going to light supply, if not on backward already. So. That's uh, you know, it must be nice to have that problem. You know, I mean, uh, now the, you know the blind system, the way that you have it set up with the with the the what do you call it? The turkey one? What is it? What's the name of it? So it's a stakeout blind. It's basically a two hub system. Basically, think of your uh, your uh, pop up style blind, where now you just pop those things out. Uh, it's two hubs. It's a double bowl hub, so it's a lifetime warranty, and basically uh, gives you some cover where you need it. It's three the, shootout ports. And the way that you got to remember that you can see through this, so it's not right. like you're completely blind. There's no blind spots in yep. it when you're sitting behind it. And uh, maybe a good one for Carlos because he's a fidgeter. Shut and, up. Uh, and then 360? <laughs> 360 view? Yep. And that oh, way nice. you can see right through it. And, uh, well, yeah, it, it's, you set in back of it. It's kind of like the old stakeouts that everyone's always been sold. you got the four stakes, and then you got to throw the fabric on the stakes, and it never hangs correctly. Well, now um, – Primos use our material, and they've corrected that mistake. So basically, you just get out of this little go bag, pop it up, pop the hubs out, and then you're right there. Set it on the ground and go. Two nice. seconds, and it weighs, I think, three, three or four pounds. Yeah, and then the decoys are uh, that you're talking about, those are the see-through fan decoys? Correct, yeah, so you have a decoy. I was going to ask you about a see-through decoy. I'm yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so it's kind of like the You can hide in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you, you've seen the Culpepper video? Yeah, where he went out there. That everybody, everybody's well, everybody's seen. Well, that of course, one. but you know that one there. That's a solid one. So you know you had to kind of keep peeking over Correct. the top of it. This one right, here that made it more fun. And I, well, that's true. Yeah. And I have videos, and that's basically I've been hunting, especially with Tyler and uh, Roger. I hunt with Roger at Tennessee One Shot every year, and that's all we do. And that is the funnest thing to go out there and belly crawl, and those things come running at you. It, it's exciting. Well, now we would have to look decoy. Now you can see right through it. You know, we can't shoot through Does it. Does it have a shooting port yet? No, you can That's put it next, under. That's next year's model. Yeah, no, you can put it <laughs> under, though, where the... Um, you need a barrel, a barrel mount for a handgun. So you right, yeah. Darn right. <laughs> hey, that's good, that's good R&D right there. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, we are giving away a judge today, so uh, maybe you could work on a prototype while you're here. That's right. Do that kind of thing. Yeah, just mount it on the top of your gun and just boom, shoot it right through there. That'd be awesome. Since you can see through the thing. What yeah. would you call it? A sea and spray? <laughs> that would, I, I guess you could do good. Look, I, I thought of that like two, three years ago. Oh, but, sure. Oh. No, listen, go. ask Bill go. George. Ask Bill George. I, but I can't get within 30 shit. yards of a turkey. So, yeah. you know, if you got to get within five, forget about it. Yeah. He also invented skateboarding. No, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think he invented hip-hop. Hey, listen. Um, hip-hop, too, yeah. A yeah. shout-out today to uh, Trucker Eddie, the GFS trucker guy who's one of our Good fans out there, and then also uh, Twisted Limbs Bowfish and Heather and Captain uh, Travis. They, you know, they're welcome to come out today. They can come yeah, out and hang out they, with us they today. May, maybe they will. They shoot around all, all, all every weekend somewhere. They're yeah, somewhere. all over the place. So uh, I guess we're going to get ready, and around uh, the show ends, we're going to have a 10 o'clock, uh, the official start between 10 and 2. If you want to come and register for the pistol, 
there's no uh, purchase required. You can come in and uh, put your name in the hat. I know they're going to also give away some other stuff as well, not just, I mean, it would be nice to win the judge, but uh, they also have some gift certificates and other things that they're going to be giving away. But uh, the big deals are underneath the tent out here. I got gun safes out here. You got BOGOs on all the sent away products out here that you can buy one, get one free. It's the end of the year kind of spring cleaning sale going on with the spring turkey celebration at the same time. So you can come get some great deals on tree stands, uh, millennial stuff, uh, feeders, if you're looking to get something on that. And, of course, if you want to buy a golf cart or a UTV or an ATV or any of that kind of stuff, it's all here for you, ready to go. Hey, Father's Day is right around the corner, and people are getting their tax right. checks right now. Well, so. and, and you know what? I, I will say that we've been waiting on the Primo stuff, uh, you know, your, your products, and it was very generous of you guys to, you know, give up some inventory and bring it over here. And yeah, nice. I know there's lots of people that are looking for them, so hopefully we'll sell them all today if, if, if we need to. Yeah, absolutely. And then we also, I got it geared up where uh, they'll be getting some in very soon that's so very nice you told bill maybe we can start doing some pre-orders because they're gonna go quick and don't wait to that last minute i was always that guy that waited that last minute to try to find a turkey call don't be that guy. gloves don't be that guy because you're not going to find what you want you're going to wait you waste your money you're going to have to buy it you have to buy something yeah that's not and what it's going to lay down you're like man where did i get that two years ago when you finally find it again well that, that also goes with anything else that's turkey related this time of year i know that we when we did the initial order on the turkey stuff inside the store uh, you know, immediately people pounce on it and, and inventory's gone. So you call your distributors and go, oh, yeah, I need a couple more of those uh, little deuces. And I said, sold out. Six uh, well, what about the sold out? What Shut, about this yeah. sold out? Shut six, six months. Yeah, yeah. you should have ordered this back uh, April of next year or, yep, you know, whatever right. for the year before. But that's why we wanted to bring in some of the custom call makers from around the state because uh, you guys make a wonderful and great product. That you can get just about any time. And, yes. and it's know. not mass produced, it's custom made. Rick, do you bring enough scratch calls? I have enough scratch calls, absolutely. Oh, okay. well, How many do you think you brought? Seriously. Uh probably twenty to twenty five. Okay, that's so, good. But we get the same thing on the custom call. Guys will call me and say, I need a I need a box call made out of this, this, and this, no Bo-bingo. problem. And they want it before turkey season starts and they call me in February fifteenth. Oh yeah, two weeks so, ago. Yeah, yeah, they call you two weeks ago. And uh, yeah, makes, it makes it tough to get one not out. Not gonna happen. No. I guess they don't think that you know. I guess I guess you could put wood on a laser thing or something, oh. and just put a machine and <laughs> cuts it all well, out. Well, you can, but it doesn't sound worth it. You, you can, <laughs> but that's not what you're gonna do. No, absolutely not. How long so, does it usually take you to make one call? Seriously, um, box calls. There's probably, I don't know. People ask me that all the time. Uh, it's hard to put a number on it because different. Every piece of wood acts differently. Right. Sometimes you can make one, you know, my process, because my box calls are a parquet box. The center of the box is a solid piece of wood, but then the ends are glued up with decorative wood. Lids are inlaid. Lids are all handmade on a, on a belt sander. Um, if I put an hour on it, probably total hours, six to eight hours, depending on, wow. you know. and, I, and you Including tuning. No, nah, nah, the tuning can be say, a little bit different. Would, yeah, tuning takes you, a little yeah. bit long. I mean, sometimes you get lucky and. You throw that lid on it the first day, and you say, I better not touch it. I'm going to mess it up. And, you know, but I'll get guys that will call me in July and want a box call, and then you have to deal with our humidity. And I tell them, it's got to sit in the house for two to three weeks before I can tune it. Let the air conditioning that'll, suck that moisture right out of it. That's exactly right. So, you know, that's amazing. You, you bring up that, that, that I don't think a lot of people realize how much effort is in the, the tuning process of it. Like you said, William, when it's mass-produced, you know, anybody can – 
get a machine, cut out a piece of aluminum and a pot made somewhere else, and you glue them together and stick it out the door. Uh, and, you know, so I don't know if there's any R&D at the end of it where one guy takes one, every 20th one and goes, beep, beep, beep. Oh, yeah, that sounds The fine. better companies beep, do. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, that sounds good. There is someone that does that. You know, like for a box call, somebody has to hand screw a lid onto a box call, even if it's made on a yep. CNC machine. Yeah. And they'll run them and run them right. and run them. But they're they're not doing what I'm doing. They're not taking a knife, a, a pocket knife, and scraping the inside of the call to get it just to where my ear likes it. Well, this is all the stuff that we're going to be talking about today. It's going to be going all the way till two o'clock. We invite you to come on out. It's a great time today out of G5 Feeding Outdoors, 90, uh, 4960 U.S. Highway 92 West from Plant City. Everybody's here. Come on by. Lots of stuff on sale. We're going to get out of here because somebody else is coming in. So we'll see you guys next Saturday. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Later.